Are you a light worker ready to become a light leader? Lift the secrets of your soul. Become the mistress and master of your soul's purpose by aligning and expanding your spiritual abilities. Be guided and empowered. Let Cornelia show you how to become a light leader in a few short months. Follow her on social media. Scan and shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in today from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, is Angela Jackson. Angela, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Beverly. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, we are going to have a blast today. But for now, I am going to read a short bio about you so the audience has a little bit of an idea about what makes you tick. Angela is a speaker, an author, and a coach. And you know what? She touches the hearts and uplifts the souls because she is passionate about helping people heal their wounds nurture their gifts, and shine their light in the world. She has inspired hundreds of people to make positive changes and has appeared on CBS and Life by Design TV shows. Angela is the author of two best-selling books, Celebrating Anger and its sequel, Celebrate Life. Her latest book, Chasing Glitter, is a page Turner about secrets, loss, and betrayal, and will be available soon. Angela divides her time between, well, am I going to say this correct? Muskoka and Mexico? Okay. She is presently giving online courses in resentment busters, relationship rescue, and receiving the love you long for. She's a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and an animal lover who truly walks her talk. Here's what people say about Angela. She has an incredible ability to enlighten and lift spirits. You have helped me regain myself and have given me tools to manage my life. Words can't express how grateful I am. And that's Mary Welch. Angela also helped me change my relationship with anger. My whole life improved. Now I'm able to speak up and ask for what I want instead of staying resentful. And that was Lucy Ross. Wow, those are quite some testimonials, right? <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope I so. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah uh, this books. Oh my goodness. You know, so you got a new one coming up shortly. Hopefully yeah, that'll be, one. yeah, there a you go. One. A hot one. They're probably all hot. That first one's <laughs> got to be really hot. You said it was about anger? Yeah, celebrating anger. Celebrate anger. You know, explain that a little bit. How do well, people sure. celebrate anger? Um, I, I, I think of it as using anger as a catalyst for growth. Because, you know, anger, when we're angry typically we feel we feel alive for starters that's where the passion comes in when we're angry we can feel it I mean for me it starts at my ankles and it moves up and if we use that energy for our growth then we can transform it into compassion into love 
because <laughs> if we don't, if we keep anger inside, we're going to get sick. I mean, there have been many studies that link mm, depression and anger, keeping it inside, pushing it down. If we, if we act it out, other people are going to get sick of us. So the idea is to use anger creatively. And that's what my book is about, how to do that. It's full of exercises, activities, and stories so that people can really get it. Well, you know, that actually makes sense, you know, when you think about anger, because we know anger stores like in the liver, right? And we definitely want a healthy liver, right? So, you know, let that anger go. And it's, it's amazing how a lot of times we're taught to swallow anger right? Mm -hmm. As a child, you mm -hmm. know, and we're, you know, you want to throw a tantrum or whatever the case may be, right? You know, and you really get corrected by that. I, I know growing up as a kid, uh, we'd have our 10 seconds to cry and that was it, right? And there was no questions <laughs> asked about anything else. But, and, and I can remember growing up as a child, just having so much anger inside of me that, you know, in, in my early seventies, when I had reached a point in my life where it was either do or die. I mean, I was ready to check off the planet because I was not living the life of my dreams and, and I had no identity anymore. You know, I had gotten married all of a sudden. I had, I had no identity other than by association. There was so much going on. And I took off one night to decide how I was going to check off the planet and decided I'd give God a piece of my mind. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of anger came out that night. I'm telling you, I, I could have wrote your book a million times over. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's interesting when, when you talk about anger and when you think about anger is to really begin to understand what the depth of anger is. You know, so when, when you talk about anger, can you explain a little bit about exactly what is anger and, and, and its association and why it can be actually healthy yeah. when we really understand what that is? Well, look, thank you for asking those questions. So the first is, what is anger? Anger is an emotion, an emotion, emotion. So if we let it move through us and we don't hold on to it, <laughs> then it just will do that. However, a lot of us feel very powerful when we're angry and we like that feeling. We don't like the opposite, feeling vulnerable. So we like the powerful feeling and we act on it. We act it out because at least for that moment, we think we're in charge. But of course, we're not in that moment. The truth is that we've lost it. Although I do want to hearken back to what you were talking about as little kids and having tantrums. It's a great idea to have a tantrum. As an adult, it's a great idea to have a tantrum. But there are ways that you can do it. I'm going to share some tools with you later. Um, so remind me of this. But you know, you can do the three second scream, which is kind of my trademark. You can, you can hit the bed and yell and scream. You can petition God. You can say, you know, look, I'm really fed up with, I mean, all of those ways are good to get the anger out because that's what we need to do i mean consider sociopaths and and also consider this there has never been a recorded case of a sociopath getting cancer why i'm not suggesting that you become a sociopath or a psychopath 
but they act anger out. It's the nice people who get sick, the nice people, the good people who get cancer. So alluding to that earlier comment about, you know, if we keep it in, we get sick. And I, like you, I was, I was taught that you are not ever to show anger. Little girls are supposed to be sugar and spice and yeah yeah you know. yeah we know the rest of that story <laughs> we know the rest <laughs> of that <laughs> forget that one we don't do that one but you know there are many benefits to anger and, and i wanted to talk about that the first one is that it's a warning signal it lets us know there's something going on something that is that it's not sitting well with us and it it actually helps us fight disease there have been studies again showing that women who get um, cancer, particularly breast cancer, and fight it live five times longer than women who just simply say, oh, well, I guess I have it and there's no hope. So that's an interesting study. It gives us courage, courage from the French word cour, heart. So it gives us courage to take heart and to stand up for what we believe in. And when you think of people, you think of Martin Luther King, what incredible courage, or, or Mother Teresa, who, who was told that she was not, <laughs> not to leave the nunnery, no, not to leave the organization and go to Calcutta, but she defied, she went to Calcutta and then look what happened. So it gives us courage to stand up for what we believe. And that could be just, you know, if you, for example, you have a child in school and you don't feel that the child is getting the, the, the right teacher, you have the... The, the courage to stand up and go and talk to the teacher or talk to the school. It doesn't have to be grand. It can be just in those little moments, but it, it is still from the heart and it helps us set boundaries. There's another benefit, healthy boundaries. And I, I was somebody who didn't know how to set boundaries at all. So it was, I had to learn how. One of the best boundaries that I learned was the word no just to say no, because I would say yes, 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 and then I'd get overwhelmed, overworked, and then I'd get resentful. Exactly. And so it's like choosing your yeses and choosing the no. And the no word, it's like when you say it, for me, it came out in the beginning like a little squeak, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it became the opposite. I was yelling, no, and I had to find it in the middle. You know, just to say no, and then to keep my mouth shut, because my my trip was I'd say no, and then I'd say, well, you know, but, right, I can yeah. juggle things around, you know, the thing. So, and 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 the last benefit that I can think of is that anger it it, it can become our very best friend because it takes us inside, inside who we are, where we can change and grow if we use anger creatively. So, you know, the, the deal is not to be afraid of anger, especially our own. Right, right. And to accept that we have it and to use it for our own benefit. Use it. Use it creatively. I like that. I like that idea, you know, is using it creatively. But I, again, before you can even do that, it's understanding it. And thank you so much for sharing what you shared, you know, about you know, the meaning of anger and what it really is. You know, it's not something that you just like explode with, you know, but like you say, you know, 
the ones that are the nice guys, because you swallow it and you hold it inside, are the ones that get sick, right? And when you look at the definition of cancer, it's being eaten away from the inside out, right? So what does anger do? You know, anger is kind of, this, is, this was shared with me a few years ago, and I've never forgotten it. Anger held inside is kind of like taking poison, hoping the other person's going to die. Right? Yes. Yes, it is exactly like that, held inside. And, you know, I think of anger as a mask. Mm -hmm. And underneath the mask is fear and usually pain and, you know, loss. All of those things are underneath. And so when I say it takes us inside where we can grow and change, when we deal with our emotions, when we deal, what we feel we can heal. So when we deal with what's really going on, and that's what I, I use <laughs> when I feel angry, when I get upset, I go right away to, okay, what's going on? What's underneath this? What's going mm -hmm. on? And usually it's, it's either fear or pain. I'm, I'm sad about something and I don't want to acknowledge it because then I have to be vulnerable. I don't like being vulnerable as an example. You know, I'd rather be, I'd rather cover that up and be in charge. Now that's the old me. The new me says, okay, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring on, the, bring on the vulnerability. Cause I love that. I love feeling open and heart centered. You know, and, and that is the way to be, you know, open and heart-centered because, again, it's the heart that gives us the ability to say, hey, you know, this isn't about being right or wrong. This is about an experience that gave you an experience that was uncomfortable and to recognize the uncomfortability and then say, okay, is it going to define me or not, right? And you, and again, it's those choices that we have. And the sooner we can learn that we have all these different choices that we can make, you know, to, to do or to not to do, to define or to not to define, to be upset or to swallow it, you yeah. know, uh, it's so much easier and nicer when you can just like let loose. And when you don't build it up inside, and you begin to release that anger from the start, it's not highly explosive because, you know, it, it doesn't have all this pent up dynamite behind it. That's just ready to go, you know, off. Right. So uh, well, we're living in a cranky climate. A lot of us are as a result of COVID. There's been a lot of shortness of tempers, a lot of discontent and a lot of blaming. That's another thing that yeah. we often do when we're angry rather than look at it ourselves. You know, we can get into blaming others and, and uh, I call it the blame game. And the best way to play the game is not to get into it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or throw the anger ball, which is part of the blame game. And that's where we escalate. You know, I'm, right. I'm angry, so I'm going to throw my, my, my frustration at you. And then you're going to pick it up and then throw it back at me. But now the ball's getting larger. And then I'm yeah. going to pick it up and it's going from like a softball to a beach ball. And I'm going to throw it back. And then, we get, then we're off. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I do think, however, that it is very, very important to be able to let the anger out constructively. And, and to do that, you know, there are many tools. And the one that I wanted to, to remember to share with you, if I may, could I share? Yes, please do. 
Okay, this is because I've got tools for the head, the body and the mind and the spirit. This one is for all of it combined. And I, I call it the three second scream because what we do is we scream into our hands for three seconds and then watch what happens. And, I, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So if you will do it with me, can you do it with me? <laughs> Are you sure you want me to scream? <laughs> yes, I I? <laughs> how we're going to do it is this. We're going to take our hand and we're going to cover our mouth with our right hand. And then we're going to cover the right hand with the left hand. We're going to bring it up close. We're going to take a breath in and then we're going to scream for three seconds. So hands over. Okay. Right now, hands over, take a breath and go. So oh, that you, felt good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels good. And typically we laugh. You know what I found out? I thought this was very interesting. I found out that in days of yore, in the olden days, when people um, sneezed, they used to think it was demons coming out and they would offer oh, God okay. bless you. That's right. what the offering was. Well, typically when, when we do this three second scream over our hands, people think we're sneezing because they can't hear it it just sounds <laughs> it sounds like a it, it's, mice, it's right? really muffled it's, it's surprising really muffled. how muffled it really was yeah. with the hands yeah. now of course and so you know they say god bless you and so it's like it's it goes right back to that letting the demons out god bless you but here's the neat thing you won't get fat by doing the three second scream because <laughs> there's no <laughs> calories that you're consuming and it might save your life it really might to get, you know, I, I, I used to teach people to do primal screams because primal yeah. scream is it, it just, it just releases everything. And, and you don't even have to know what it is that you're releasing. Yeah. Just yeah. let it go. And, and, yeah. you know, Hey, go for a drive in the car. People think you're singing and you're just screaming away, you know, <laughs> or in a cemetery, they'll think you're grieving. They of course, when you're driving in the car, you you want you don't want to use the hands over. You know, no. keep driving, keep holding the steering wheel. You just cut loose, and they'll just like I say, people think you're you're just singing away, right? You're yeah. screaming to your heart's content. But you know, there's there's so much truth to what you just shared here. You know, with that expression, that release, that's just that. Whew, you know, and you know, and and it's that deep breath that you take and then that forcing it out. There's something about that force, you know, that yes. just kind of has the reality of it. You know, this has been so fun. I, I like it when, when I get to share things and, you know, do things I never thought I'd get a screen today, but you know, this that worked out pretty good. Well, that so, does, you know, I, I, I want to add that if we shove our anger down inside, and I certainly used to do that, if we push it down and shove it down, we also cut off our energy, we cut off our passion, we cut off our feeling of aliveness. And, and there are many people that are walking around now, as I said, it's a cranky climate, with this anger inside, raging, feeling it, feeling it, pushing it down, feeling it, and you can see the jaws. You know, oh yeah, the people, they're, they're just gripping mm. their teeth, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, let the passion live, get it out. And then look at what comes next and then find, you know, ask, ask, this is what I suggest, ask yourself what you're angry about. There are people who say to me, <laughs> I never get angry. And I think, oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and That's then I say, nice. well, 
Do you get depressed? Do you get depressed? Yeah, I get depressed. Well, let's have a look at that. You know, let's have a look at the depression and what are you thinking and what's going on inside and why are you depressed? And, you know, I'm doing this course called Resentment Busters now. And three people, when they joined up for the course said, well, I don't really have any resentments. We're on week three. It's a six week course. They're the ones, the three of them that said they don't have any resentments that have brought them all out of the bag and are sharing them, you know, because it's a safe place to do it. You know, that's, that's totally awesome. But it is so true because resentment, anger, you know, they kind of live in the same bed, so to speak. Angela, we're going to take a few seconds here and hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, I've got some other interesting questions for you. So we'll be right back. Quantum Field In-Depth Scan is a multidimensional audit reaching the Divine Soul Blueprint. The Akashic Timeline Records reveal present and past life issues and solutions, going deep into your love life, health, money, and career. Follow Cornelia on social media. Scan and shop today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Angela Jackson, calling in from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And she has been sharing a lot of cool things about anger and frustration and resentments. And oh, my goodness, it was, it's been awesome. But now, Angela, I want to know how you got there, you know, because I, I know you didn't just start out never having anger. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, we don't have angry. Right? But what were some of those pivoting moments in your life, you know, that led you? to be where you are today teaching about anger and resentments and things like that. Can you share that with our audience? I would love to. Um, Well, a big one for me was I actually, when I was six years old, my, my dad left um, and there was my mom, my little brother and me, my mom put me and my brother in different foster homes. So I, she said it was only going to be a little while, but it ended up being, seven years and it was seven years of hard times there was a lot of abuse uh, physical emotional sexual a lot of that and so what i learned was i was to be seen and not heard i was to obey no matter what was going on i was not to say anything not to tell anybody keep it inside push it down so that's where my first mm, indoctrination about not having and not expressing anger came from When I was 13, I moved in with my mom. Here's a pivotal point. My mom at the time was a practicing alcoholic. My dad had died of cirrhosis of the liver. Alcoholism is our family disease. I have it too, but I've been in recovery 40 years. So, you know, I broke, I broke the chain. Anyhow, my mom was a practicing alcoholic and I had thought that we were going to be friends. We were, I was going to last be with my mom and have, have a life. In fact, um, the life was that I would, she would stagger down the hall at night and I'd put her to bed and I got really resentful. So I had anger simmering inside of me. And then I had resentment on top. This was a really lovely stew. It was bubbling and boiling inside of me. And then I married a guy (laughs) who was very controlling. So on top of the resentment, I had control issues. I needed help. So the first thing that I did was I, um, I, I had three kids. I stayed with him for 10 years and then I left and I got into recovery. That's when my journey of recovery began. 
big pivot, big pivot. And then I reached out for help. I got a coach, I got a therapist, and I started to do my anger work. And I got so excited about it. It was like you in the 70s. I got so excited about it because it was like I was being called. I was being called. I had I had anger. I knew about anger. I wanted to help people with anger. So I became a therapist. I studied. I went to school. I became a therapist. And I started, um, I started working in a high school. And it was a high school for kids that had really big anger issues. And I had to find tools and things to help them with. And that's where my actual work with anger started with high school kids, especially guys. Um, and I had a, an anger laboratory. It was actually a portable in the middle of winter outside, but it was where, where we, I could try out tools. I'd go home at night. I'd think, think, think. I'd plan out things. I'd bring the tools back. They'd try them out and they'd say, miss, yes, this works. Miss, yes, I tried this. No, I don't like that one. And, you know, I taught for 11 years. I had a great kit bag of, of tools. I started doing the work with teachers and then with principals. And I was so excited because things worked that I wanted to take it out to the world. And I've been doing it ever since. So that's how I got going with my anger work. I had it. I, I knew I, I knew both sides of it. I knew the keeping it down and then the acting it out. I knew that because that's what happened in my marriage. I started acting it out. And, and I thought I was entitled. I thought if you'd had a life like I did, you were entitled to be angry and you were entitled to act it out. And, you know, I had to go through that stuff until I could get to the place where I am today. Oh, thank you for sharing that. You know, and it's so true. A, a lot of us have had things like that happen. Um, you know, both you and I are in that same age bracket here, right? We're, <laughs> well, let's put it, we're in our wisdom years, okay? And, you know, so when when you look back, you know, in, in the 50s and in the 60s, you know, is so different than the way it is today when you've got, you know, well, with the internet, you know, and Dr. Google around and all of that. But the spiritual growth and the stigma, you know, of, of mental health, because, you know, back in the day, that's all it was, you know, is they, you're going, you know, you went and saw a shrink, they put you on a drug, they stuck you in an institution, you know, and that was pretty much the end, right? You know, yep. so you know, what was the greater fear? Getting angry and swallowing it or, you know, getting stuck in one of those places, right? You know, so when you look at how things have really shifted over the years and to be able to help understand, you know, that there's actually a way out, that there can be an expression, there can be a conversation, you know? And again, we talk about stories, right? And wow, the stories we make up in our own minds as kids because of the limited database that we have and we only can make it up with the experiences that we have, you know, so here's your experience, you know, okay, well, mom said she's going to go let us stay here for a while and seven years later, you know, that's a, that's a long time. That's not a short time, right? But at the same time, it just was what it was. Mm-hmm. But the experiences that you had, you didn't know any different, but you took them as your experiences. I guess, well, this is just the way life is. 
but all of that buried stuff, you know, that comes out later in life. And and I like how you put it that your your mom was a practicing alcoholic. You know, <laughs> that was good. That was good. But again, sometimes we keep on practicing to try to get good at whatever it is, right? But at the same time, it's that recognizing and kudos, you know, to you for saying that, you know, something's not right here. I'm done with the not rights. I don't know what's wrong, but I know something isn't right. And you started seeking. And like you said, you started asking for help. You started asking for direction and guidance. And that takes a lot. And, you know, as healers, you know, we all end up in that world, so to speak, right? We end up doing what we need the most. Yep. Right. And it is so true. And it's amazing. You know, and it's stories like yours that you shared here today, Angela, that has made it, you know, will make a difference in those that are listening out there, regardless of what age it is. There's always a way that's better. And when we begin to understand that it's not about, it's not about being right or wrong. It's yeah. about the experiences that you have to build yourself stronger, to build the confidence, to move forward and to find that happiness, that joy, pleasantness in life, right? And let all the other stuff just go. It does not serve a purpose and it doesn't make you happy. And it doesn't make you laugh. It doesn't make you have a good time like we're having here today, right? <laughs> and so that's your choice. Yeah. Do you want to have a good time or do you want to have a not so good time? You can't have both. It's one or the other. Right. Well, definitely not at the same time. You know, often we get angry and, and we don't even know this. We, we often get angry because we're not getting something that we want mm -hmm. or we're afraid of losing something that we have. And, uh, you know, as, as kids, when you were talking about the tantrums earlier, that right. falls right, right into we're not getting what we want. And as kids, and then we learn and, and then we learn that it's not okay. And then if only now, and I tried to get this happening in schools, if only uh, kids could learn that it's not anger's the problem isn't anger. It's our reaction. It's what we do with it. You know, an event yes. happens and we have a choice, like you said. And as kids, little kids, they don't have that choice. A little kid gets upset, he screams, or she screams, red in the face. They don't have the choice, but we learn thank God that we have a choice. We don't want to cut down our passion. We don't want to walk around the living dead. We do <laughs> want to express ourselves in life. You right. do, and we need it. So darn well, better learn the tools and use them because that's our passport. That's how that, we can live the life. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Such perfectly said words. That is so true. Oh, we have had such a fun day here today, and thank you so much for sharing your story and how you got to where you are today and and sharing the books and the some of the tips and everything. But I, I, I'm going to ask you for one more thing, okay? Yes, yes. All right. Can you share with the audience three major tips that they could walk away with here today? You bet. And become a better them, and maybe by getting rid of some of the 
anger or frustration or resentment? You know, what would those words of wisdom be? Well, uh, you know, the first tip, and I, I'm going to repeat it, is a three-second scream. When you find yourself feeling angry, use it. When you find your energy going down, use it. That's the first one. The second one is make a friend of anger. You know, treat it like your best friend. Celebrate it. Don't be afraid of it, either yours or somebody else's, because you can just simply sit with it and ask yourself what's going on beneath this. So that's a, a, a strong tip. Here's a formula. It's E plus R equals O. E stands for event. What's the event, the situation, the person that it has brought the anger to you right now? What is it? And then R stands for response. So what's your response? O, outcome. So for example, um, let's say you're, you're in traffic, you're, you're driving home, somebody cuts you off and you, you're, you're angry underneath the anger is fear. You're angry and you start muttering and give the finger and you keep driving and you get home and you're feeling, you know, exhausted because you got all that poison inside of you. Angry. That's one. That's the outcome. You don't feel good about it. Same situation. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. And your response is, hmm. I guess that, that I give them a lot of room and uh, I'm getting an internet thing here, but um, I, they give them a lot of room and and the all good. The pivotal point is your response. That determines the outcome. Okay, let's so use let's, the formula. Let's, let's stop for just a second because you froze up a lot. So you, you had the E, then start with the O again. So what's the O? And the O stands for outcome. Okay, so event. Shall I go through the event with you? Yeah, let's do the, do the event. The response and the outcome again because it, okay. everything just froze so let, let's just go ahead and do that okay so formula e plus r equals o e stands for event so let's take a simple event you're driving home in traffic somebody cuts you off they come too close r your response you're agitated you feel threatened you don't like that they cut up in front of you and you blame the guy and you give the guy that your finger and you start thinking what an idiot how what's the matter with him why can't he drive properly that's your response and the outcome is that you get home you're stressed you've got the anger poison inside of you and you're walking around with it when you get out of the car not a good outcome same situation somebody cuts you off in traffic that's the event the response are is you think oh boy that person's in a hurry. Maybe something's wrong at home. Maybe there's an emergency. I better give him room. Whew, and let him go. The outcome is that you feel calm. You're not, you, your knickers aren't in a knot. You're all not in a tizzy. It's okay. That person is on their way and you're just driving calmly home. The choice is, is yours. Event plus response. That's where all the juice happens right in the response equals the outcome. So ask yourself what kind of outcome you want. Oh, that 
is very good words of wisdom for sure. You know, and, and again, it it boils down to your choices, right? Is what's going to define you. You know, everything is an action and a reaction, action and a reaction. You know, and if you don't react, there's no other action to take. So, Angela, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And if people want to get a hold of you, all of your information is going to be down here in in. Uh, uh, the information, you know, with the audio and with the video as well, and they can reach out and they can find your books. We're going to have all those links and everything available. Thank you so much for being here and go out there and what? Make sure your responses are what you want to celebrate the outcome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beverly, it has been such a joy being here with you you today Finger. use the tools and thank you so much uh you're God so bless. welcome bye everyone